This podcast is blah, 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 blah. This podcast is blah, This podcast is for adults only? Is that what you mean? Yes. <laughs> this podcast is for adults only. If you are under 18, go away. <laughs> Sexy voices make me think. And that question, so how did you get started in kink? Sadists, sluts, subs, doms, and slaves. Here's a place where all are safe. All Massacast. All Massacast, can you hear it? Hear it, here. kink is in your ear. Licentiously, pervertedly, alluringly, luring me, I'll just be listening to Massacast. Massacast. Hello, and welcome to another fine episode of the Massacast. Thanks to my friend Meg, who sang another intro. Um, you can find her website, persephoneinlove.blogspot.com. You can read about her. Uh, if you want to leave a voicemail to be used in the podcast, you can uh, use Skype and leave a voicemail there. The username is Massacast. You can also call and leave a voicemail at 917-720-7304. I promise I won't answer. That goes straight to voicemail. So, And that's what uh, this gentleman did. Hi, I just called to tell you that I really enjoy listening to your Massacast uh, podcast. Uh, I just finished uh, listening to the uh, podcast with uh, Guinevere, who uh, I've met a couple of times, and it was really wonderful to uh, hear her voice um, uh, be so downright honest about uh, her position on things. Um, I was motivated to donate, so I sent you a donation via um, PayPal. Anyway, keep up the good work. Uh, I really enjoy um, the things that you do. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Really, seriously, that's uh, it, donations are so helpful right now. You have no idea. Um, and, you know, times are tight. At first, I was kind of hinky about asking for money, but then I said, fuck it, you know, what the hell? Who, who cares? If they don't want to donate, they don't have to. Uh, by the way, just I, I just checked the stats. Just under 5,000 people uh, a month download this podcast, so thank you very much. It, it, to do a little math for you. If every single one of those 5,000 people donated $100,000 each. No? Okay. Uh, if you do want to donate, you can go to massacast.com and click on the donate button. Now, like I was saying, Troy Orleans, a very good friend of mine, uh, I was so lucky to be able to sit down with her recently, and uh, she agreed to record an episode. So for this little section, we have uh, actually a live studio audience. <laughs> with the applause sign. And you started telling a story, and I said, holy shit, I need to record this. <laughs> and we should preface well, this by saying that you are... A Scrabble whore? A Scrabble whore. I was going to say, <laughs> you, in your own terms, you say you're, you're a Scrabble whore. I am a Scrabble whore. And I, I keep... I'm afraid to sort of say this publicly, but I'll go ahead and say it. And that is, it's like, the secret to getting to me, if you don't want to go through the regular channels, the secret is to just put Scrabble somewhere in something because if you tell me that you play Scrabble and you're good at it 
And I could tell if you're really good, for the most part. Well, actually, <laughs> given these stories, it's probably not true. <laughs> just, just a little side note. Uh, if you buy stock, buy stock in Parker Brothers right now because they're stock. every submissive male in the universe is buying <laughs> a copy right now. Well, no. What they really need to do is they need to get their um, OSPD4. Or I don't know if we're on 5 now or not. But you need an OSPD4 and you need to play some Scrabble online. Um, I'm actually on... I log into Lexulus. That's L-E-X-U-L-O-U-S, I believe, dot com. It's what the uh, Scrabulous people... Uh, changed to once. Uh, oh, once Facebook. Once, yeah, once Hasbro got got mad at them. Oh, Hasbro. Um, so I'm on Lexalis as Miss Troy. So you can usually find me in uh, the Bingo Boomers <coughs> room. <laughs> wow, this is way more than I thought I would be getting. But go on, go on. <laughs> I told you, Scrabble Hoa. I guess. <laughs> so. And to wit, like when I first started realizing this, it's because while I have a profile, well, I have, I'm registered, I'm a registered user of FetLife, but I don't use it. It's always coming up and saying that you have no friends, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never use it, but I happened to be on the other day to like look at somebody's profile or pictures or something. And while I was on trying to find this person, I see somebody whose profile name is Scrabble Lover. And so. <laughs> so you said. Hello, sailor. <laughs> exactly. So I clicked on his profile, and I don't even know if he had pictures or not. I was just like, he, he said that he played Scrabble with someone who was a competitive Scrabble player, and that was all I needed. So I said, I wrote him a note that was so, it was so dummy. It's like, hi, <laughs> I'm not really on this site. I don't want you to write me back here. I don't want to talk to you. I'm not looking to date. I just see you play Scrabble competitively, and if you want to play and you're actually good at this, here's my email address. Write me. Holy shit. <laughs> yes, so it took him a while, but he emailed me, and what was even better was that he emailed me, and his name, he emailed me an anagram of his name. He's like, this isn't my real name. It's just an anagram of my name, and I got really excited so I go and I and and I say great you know I'd love to meet you and obviously he's on Fat Life so he's a little bit kinky too and you know eventually like well what are you interested in and he said well I don't have that much experience but sort of like dis- domestic discipline like spanking and caning and mm-hmm. paddling and things like that I was like oh alright fine so we make a date to meet and um, we met in this sort of bar loungy kind of place I think we played two games of Scrabble, but he was, and he wasn't that great a Scrabble player. Like I, I'm just, I'm dying for somebody to beat me. I'm dying for somebody to beat me, and everybody. I'm going to take that out of context, by the way, <laughs> and, play, and replay it back and back and back. Coming up on the next episode, Troy Orleans admits. <laughs> I'm dying for someone to beat me. <laughs> what? And so he started talking about how he liked to be spanked. And I don't think he actually had a cane before. So I brought him back to the studio. And I said, well, you know, they're different kinds. And then I just totally went into predator mode. And I ended up giving him a really wonderful spanking and caning. And, um, and sent him on his way, and it was it was it was lovely. But that's kind of like I just I just tell everybody it's sort of you know once you get in it's like this is my back door, like this is the secret entrance. Tell me you play Scrabble. You do kink on a. I mean maybe I'm 
maybe I'm I wrong. I kink on brains. You, but you also kink on giving people first experiences uh, in things. I think the same thing goes like I, I mentioned that I'd never been whipped before, and okay. you were like, yeah. really? Yeah. And like, within moments, my back was completely marked up, right? And, then, and that's, that's like when I was really like, wow, I really like this. Holy crap. This is really cool. <laughs> You'd never been suspended before. I, you, were, you gave me my first suspension. You, I mean, there's a lot of experiences I've had. Is there something about being someone's first when it comes to that? That is it because you want their? Is it just because you like to see someone's first reaction that their eyes open, or do, is it because you want to have their first experience to be a good one, or is it pity? What have you? <laughs> <laughs> because that's one thing I when I when you first offered to whip whip me, uh, I remember thinking, oh, she's just doing this because she's a sweet person and. Uh, I think that the reason why I like, I never really thought of it as, as, oh, I like being someone's first for this stuff. Um, but now that you say it, and there's, there's plenty of anecdotal evidence to, to, to back that up. I've had blog posts where you've said, I just read what you said about things you're curious about. Come over. Come over. That's true. But I think, well... Part of it, I would say, is that there's a difference between... I think if, if someone approached me and said, I've never done this before, would you do it to me? Then I say no. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, part of it has to be, um, I have to initiate it. I have to want to do it. Um, you have to be the hunter. I do. I have to catch you. Um, so I think, so it, I think that that's a big part of it, is that I really want to to be the... <clears throat> the conqueror, um, the conquistador. Yeah. <laughs> and and then the other part is that for the most part I know what I'm doing, and I think and, that's an understatement. But you're being <laughs> humble, okay? And so I love the idea of being able to give someone a, a positive introduction, a positive first experience um, for you know something that they're interested in, and. And to be able to pay attention to them, too, and, and know that, okay, if I do this with you, I'm going to be careful. I'm going to pay attention to you and what you need and whatever. I'm not just doing this because, you know, without any sensitivity. I'm doing this with a full awareness of who you are. And, and it's, it's something that I can share with you. you know, it, but I do it in the same way that I say, <gasps> I've got to take, get, show you the best cream puffs in the city. Yes, or we're going to go and have the best hamburger in the city. It's like a cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I, I'm, I'm that way with food. I'm that way with like all the things that I find that I enjoy. I just want to share it. Someone was asking me, oh, how do you know Troy? And what's, what's your relationship with Troy like? And um, I just, I, I was pretty, I didn't think, like I said, didn't go into detail. I was like, Troy is just one of those people where, who, I think it's because of her that uh, I became a lot less desperate. And that sounds like a, how does that, maybe that sounds like, a, it, doesn't sound, it doesn't sound like a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all, is what I'm saying. Is it, it's because uh, you gave me experiences, and also friendship, and I was like, like, wow, you can have a conversation with a dominant woman, and she's not gonna, she's not gonna be this stereotype of uh, a person, you know? And like, you were one of the first people I met that was very much like that, and I was like, wow, this is, and then of course you, whip my back and of course then I wouldn't be so nervous about these different things that it could be just fun right and it wasn't you could have a play experience that was not directly sexual and have it be really fulfilling and fun and uh, that was like what a year and a half ago or something like that I don't know 
Oh, don't get us. I'm making this up as I go. I'm totally lying about you. <laughs> no. No, but I'm serious. This is, it was one of those things that what I remember thinking about. It was like, it was really very sweet. It's like meeting you. Well, okay, stop it. Stop it. Don't get all mushy on me. But that's, but you know, but that's, that's why I do this. But it's not even, it's not even about, I mean, but I, it's way outside the play, of course. Even if you and I had never played. Do you want a hug? <laughs> There's too much food in the way. <laughs> Knowing that, no, there was something about, um, oh, you can have just a regular friendship conversation with someone who's dominant, attractive, female, and, you know, you don't have to act like they're, you don't have to put grovel? them. Yeah, you don't have to grovel or anything like that, you know. Um, well, so, I, yeah. I will say that, I, you know, when we first met, <clears throat> I was also pretty hard on you because I was always kind of getting after you about objectifying we dom women uh, but i still don't understand what you mean by objectifying because i mean if you can objectify someone's personality and someone's sense of humor and not outside of someone just someone's body i mean i did no, that too i'm not talking about the body i'm talking about objectifying us as dominance and and part of that is the feeling of you're a dominant woman so i have to be this way around you mm-hmm. and you're a dominant woman so um my expectations of you are X, Y, and Z. Like, this is how you're supposed to be, and this is how I'm supposed to be around you. Well, I don't think it was... Uh, I, I don't think I ever had a, you have to act this way because you're a dominant woman, but I definitely got a... I, I, I will definitely cop to the fact that when uh, when we first met, I was still in that, okay, I need to... I, need to, I definitely need to act... I can't be the real me. I have to... It's not that I was putting on a show or anything like that, but also because... But you highlighted your submissive side. But it's not just that, but also because when I would be around someone like yourself, when we first met, I would, just by being around you, go into a little bit of subspace, right? Just because, you know what I mean? But this happened... Don't flatter yourself, it wasn't just you. <laughs> but being around someone uh, like your personality, and, and, you know, and Darla's, whenever I'd meet someone like that, someone who was cool and dominant and, and had this kind of aura that yeah I would go into a little bit of suspect so maybe it was just also you relax making me feel more relaxed that also was more you know what I mean because yeah. and also because you would actually say don't fucking go all subby on me you'd say that sometimes don't, and don't be a puppy dog yeah <clears throat> um, which is an asshole thing to say by the way I'm kidding you know what I'm it, kidding. it probably is I'm, but... I'm kidding no it's not it wasn't no <laughs> you're not the only person in this room who's heard that you said it in a very in the friendliest most possible way and helpful way you know meant it in that way too i mean but part of it was just look you're a person i'm a person there are moments that we can get into it's not even it's not even a role it's there are there are appropriate moments to give up control and there are appropriate moments to be completely equal oh this is hard because on the one hand you know part of me part of me wants to say something really dummy like i never question my dominance so I don't feel I have to exert it all the time. I know that it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's... I think that's just confidence. Look, I know that I have a dominant personality. I know I do. I've mm-hmm. been told that enough. Um, but I hope that it is not domineering. And I hope that it's not, um, you know, controlling. I, I want you to be... Like, I, I often say about um, the people that want to see me, I want you to come to me as all the man that you are. And 
bring it to me, everything. Bring me your strength, bring me your vulnerabilities, bring me your like super pervy kinkiness, bring me your intelligence, bring me your sense of humor, bring me your nurturing side, bring me your caring and your sentimentality. Bring, bring your submissiveness. I haven't said that already. Bring your masochism. Bring all the man that you are. Give mm-hmm. it to me because I want something to push up against. I want something to, to conquer and to, and to feel proud of that. And so the more I get of it, um, the, more, the more you have to give me, then the more real and whole and dynamic what it is we do together and the more meaningful. I don't enjoy things just being handed over on a plate to me. I have to feel like I earn it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would much rather earn your submission. Like that's why I, you know, some people who just sort of identify as submissives and like they're submissive to all women or submissive to all dominant women. It's like no, 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 no. Not everybody deserves that. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to earn it. I want to because then your submission has value to me. If you give it away to just everyone by the virtue of fact that she has a vagina, um, <clears throat> then your submission loses its currency. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I earn it from you, you know, if, if you are like all of these things, if you are a whole man and I earn your submission, you maybe you don't even identify as, sub- as submissive. But if you're this whole man and you surrender yourself to me, fuck. Like, how hot is that? How, like, how much more does that mean than, you know, the person who just says, like, oh, I love dominant women. Well... <laughs> The flip side of that would be is that if that guy, that second guy, the oh, I love dominant women, if that guy played Scrabble, you'd be all over him. <laughs> <laughs> you'd probably look past that. I, well, I, you, no. Okay, if that guy played Scrabble, the you'd only way that I'd overlook it is if he could beat me. Um, and then, like, and I would, like, that would actually be kind of sexy. If mm-hmm. somebody was, like, super submissive, but they could kick my ass in Scrabble... Yeah, that'd work. <laughs> that totally works. Like, oh, Here's, well, and I, you know, one of uh, one of my regular play partners is a. Um, he's really good at backgammon, and I'm really good at boggle, and we're equally matched at cribbage, so we kind of switch with each other. Like, <laughs> whoever's going to be on top, that's how we decide, like, what... We don't switch in play. I'm, I'm always the, the, the top or the dom in the play. But in the games, it's like, well, who wants to win today? And so sometimes, if I've completely kicked his ass in the studio, then I'll say, let's play backgammon, because he will wipe the floor with me every time. Like, for every five games we play, I maybe win one. And if... We play, you know, but then if it's something like where he's being a little cocky with me, then I say, we're going to play Boggle or we're going to play Scrabble because I will humble his ass. And, and then um, if it's just like, okay, we're on friendly terms and we both want a good competitive game, then we play Cribbage. Do you find it difficult being a dominant woman who dates? And I know you've... And I'm looking for people who play Scrabble. You're only looking for people who play Scrabble? No, no, no. I want... I want, I want a kinky relationship. Mm-hmm. I, well, sort of. I want, I want a relationship. I've been having fantasies all summer. I can't talk about this. I've been having fantasies all summer about. 
I love, I love how you say, I can't talk about this. <laughs> Let me continue. <laughs> I've been having fantasies all summer about meeting some guy and being able to go to the farmer's market together and come back and cook and then me, you know, and having a glass of wine and holding hands, walking through the park and then, you know, coming back home and... <sighs> yes, I'm on different dating sites and um, and I have been looking for a relationship and there's but I really want a relationship first and foremost it's not that I want a kinky boyfriend I want someone that I can do that I can have conversations with that I can play Scrabble with who knows how to wash the dishes mm-hmm. because the last boyfriend I had I, for, I, I had a whole list of what I wanted and I forgot to put we'll wash the dishes without being asked and it was I got everything on my list but because I forgot that one, it was, it really screwed us up. The dishes screwed you up? Yeah. What was his excuse? He would get to it. He just didn't, he didn't necessarily feel like it had to be done immediately after dinner. Mm-hmm. Whereas I felt like, no, I don't want it to, I don't want it. I hated waking up in the morning to a sink full of dishes. I hate that. Well, then I guess what, you, so you're saying your ideal guy mm-hmm. is someone who, enjoys domestic service who or at least in we'll wash in, or the at dish, least that's it just okay we'll okay the, so it's someone tidy and we'll wash the dishes and knows how to play scrabble and is at least not totally vanilla well i once i really would like to be with someone who appreciates bondage at the very least if they have a nice masochistic streak even better so this brings up that that's your that's your one thing you really need is you, you need someone to be able to tie up I mean that's that's along with the scrabble and the dishes and the holding hands and, and someone who you're attracted to bondage is sounds like it's is it is it a need or is it a want I don't know because really I've I've only been you know I've only discovered and embraced this part of myself in the last five years or so mm-hmm. and I haven't really I don't have that much experience being in a relationship as a developed kingster or mm-hmm. as a developed top. I don't I don't have that experience. So and the whole you know and and you know because I play regularly in the studio it's you know I get a, you know I because I have all these play partners. You have an outlet. Yes, I have an outlet, so I don't necessarily need to go home and do it at home. Doesn't it mean more though if you're doing it with? But someone? I would like to. So what are the what are the hurdles? Why why is it so hard to find? And of course, this this could be asked of someone in a vanilla context too. Yes. You know. Well, okay, I'll tell you, I'll tell you first of all. Part of it is that I do not want to date someone in the scene explicitly in the scene. I just don't want to date somebody in the scene who's been around in the scene because it's it's a weird thing and I hope this this may sound a little off, but it's that I have a real issue with everybody knowing what my boyfriend's penis looks like and everybody knowing what his O face is. Like I I want these things to be shared with me. Mm-hmm. And I want to know them and and so well, that that could, part's uncomfortable. You could always uh, alter his penis so no one knows what it looks like today. 
you know. What's it called? A geesh? A geesh? What? Geesh. A geesh. Okay, hold on. What's a geesh? This is. You have to padlock the PA to the geesh, to really get the full effect. Okay, hold on. First of all, we can. Okay, the geesh. The geesh. Darla is far back there. We can't hear what she said. But what is a geesh? So a geesh is like my holy grail. Okay. It's it's this thing that someone in this room actually explained it to me, and when he did, I just said. I want to go to there. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, it's it's a piercing that goes at the perineum, mm-hmm. also known as the taint, right. <clears throat> the scunny, the yeah. grundle. I actually wanted to have a band called Scunny Grundle and the Taints. Right here at our shoe. <laughs> I from Liverpool. Instrument, but I just want that band name. Scunny Grundle and the Taints. <laughs> See, right. it rolls sounds, off the tongue, perfect. It? Yeah. So, um, but it's so it's a it's a perineum piercing. It goes between the the, the testicles and the anus. Right. And um, and it's just a little tag. And so the thought was like to get like a little like a little Tiffany's tag, the sterling silver piercing that just says, "If lost, please return to." And I just love the idea of like I don't want to collar anybody, yeah. but I just want them tagged. So this is the idea, but but Darla mentioned you have to. She mentioned connecting. Oh, that's because Darla. Darla's because Darla's awesome. <laughs> Chastity. You yes. Have a Prince Albert piercing. Yeah. And you have a geesh, and you padlock them together. So the and basic. It's very effective at preventing erection. Well, I, I guess. <laughs> Either that, or you'll rip your asshole out. <laughs> I don't have the geesh already, so I wanted to do it in a, in a ritual. Right. No. No. Yeah. But holy crap, though. First of all, that would present so many logistical. It would be hard to ride a bicycle. Well, I just envision a really small thing. Like maybe it even just has a little, like a special serial number. I've never heard of this. This is amazing. But I love it because it's so discreet. It's so private. Only we know that it's there. Yeah, but the same thing goes for if you have a Prince Albert or something else. No. Well, sure, but Prince Albert's. I mean, but. Who else is looking under his balls except for me? Who's looking at his junk except for you? Well, ideally, but you know. Um, yeah, all right, I got you. But uh, okay, so here's a question: what? If that's your holy grail, uh-huh. how are you going to find someone who's not in the scene? They don't have to be in the scene. How can they be? Can't they be kinky and not be in the scene? Well, that's true. Like that's I'm true. sure there is some like incredibly intelligent accomplished, creative, tall, tall's important. Tall, tall's a need, sorry. Okay, uh, tall. Over six feet. D- dishwashing. Yes. A t- Scrabble playing. Right. Not too thin, not right. too fat. Right. Just right. You know, like, I, I want a man-sized man. You want John Hamm from... Yeah, he, he could do. You know who I also really liked was Elliot Stabler from uh, SVU. He was good. And, um, Danny DeVito. What about Danny DeVito? No, too short. No? Too short. Yeah. I want to be able to be in my heels and still just come up to his shoulder. Plus he's married. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that to No, of course not. So why is it so hard to meet this guy? A good deal of my social life has been within the scene. So that kind of, you know, anybody that I'm meeting in that way, sort of, you know, I, I, the person that I'm looking for doesn't go to suspension. Right. Um... 
Like I want, I want Kink to be. But you a don't part know that. You you really don't know that because the person I you might be going to might just be going. Maybe once. he's going for the first time. He's going for the first time. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll check this know, out. And that's why I've been to suspension. Right. More than likely, the people who, at least historically, who've approached me at an event like suspension, and very few people do. Let's get that out of the way. Well, but there's. Well, well, okay, we'll talk about that. But go on. So, the people who actually come up, who who do speak to me most of the time they're the ones who are just like are you a dominant woman will you tie me up (laughs) can i touch your feet please yeah can i kiss your feet yeah (laughs) i'm next exactly (laughs) um yes and they're you know you've been with me when somebody's been like oh i'm next yes well i should say though that especially at an event any guy the only guys who are going to approach you are going to be the creepy guys right because they're the ones who don't have a litmus test. They don't have a, they don't have a, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's the guys who you'd probably like are pr- just probably scared shitless, right? So, okay, so for those guys who are listening, how does one approach you at, whether it's an event or a coffee shop? Or how does one approach you, what's the, without being creepy to you? Or, or, or asking me to play Scrabble. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So um, basically, if a guy comes up to you and says, would you like to play Scrabble at an event? If, if someone guy sees you out somewhere and says, uh, just asks you to play you know, Scrabble. If someone, if someone saw me at an event after listening to this and said, hey, I heard you on the Masochist and I know you're a big Scrabble player. I've been playing for years. I would love to play you sometime. What if they say I've been playing for days? Because they heard this and they want to impress you so they've been practicing. Then they're going to have to pay for lunch. <laughs> um, okay, speaking of events. Because I, I will, I mean, like, if, if you give me a good game, I will totally, I will buy you dinner. I will buy you lunch. I will spank you. I'll cane you. I, like, wow. I just, I want, I just want a good game. That's awesome. Uh, uh, speaking of events. Scrabble whore. This, remind, this reminds me of, when you mentioned events, it reminds me of, um, you had, and I don't, I think you came with, up with this idea. The tag party? The tag party. I love the tag this party. This was you, wasn't it? It is. All you. All me. Now, this was the most genius thing. I mean, I, this is, describe the tag party. What is the tag party? The tag party, the tag party came about because I got tired of going to events because one of the problems is, is that if I saw someone that I wanted to play with, I was always worried about going to approach him and saying, hey, can I whip you? Or, hey, can I tie you up? Because if what they really wanted to do was lick my feet, if they're just saying yes to me because I'm a hot, dominant woman, mm-hmm. then then that's not going to be fun for me. Like, I, I like play experiences to be mutual. I want what I'm doing to you to be the thing that you want the most, too. And... <clears throat> So I don't like that kind of like, oh, well, yeah, I'll just say yes because she's a dom. And mm-hmm. so I have to say yes because I'm so submissive. And you wanted someone who you can have a, a connection with. Yeah. Uh, I, at I, least I, w- I want the connection and everything. So I would get frustrated because I never wanted to go to the, the parties. And, you know, if I saw someone that I really wanted to play with, like, oh, I like that. I like the cut of his jib. Then I would, <laughs> then, but I wouldn't want to go up to him and say, like, hey, can I tie you up? Because who knows? I don't know if he's collared. I don't know. You know, I'm not, I'm not big on protocols. So I don't want to ever step on anybody's toes. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know what he's into, and I'm a little worried about, you know, starting a conversation and, and being disappointed or whatever. So I thought, well, if I knew 
what they were up for, or if somebody knew what I was up for, if they knew that, okay, well, you know, she wants to tie people up or beat them or, you know, throw punches or Mm -hmm. slap people in the face or, you know, whatever. If they knew, then it would make things a lot easier. But then the other part of it was you you didn't want to get caught in a situation where you have to, like, you're stuck playing with someone who's just going to be a greedy bottom and like, oh, you know, I want to, you know, I can't let go of your foot right now (laughs) or whatever. So... So I wanted there to be an out. So what I did is I created the tag party where everybody who came to the party had to fill out. There was an index card where you got to write as colorfully as you wanted. Um, You'd say like, hi, my name is Troy. I will top for, and in my case, I think my tag said, I will top for suspension, single tailing, and uh, punching, I think it was. Mm -hmm. I will bottom for, I think it was suspension was the one thing that I wanted to bottom for. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody wanted to put, wanted to suspend me, I, would, I wanted to do that. And, and then, oh. <laughs> what did I miss? What did I miss? That's my secret. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> I just someone, completely missed that. Someone what in if here, I can isolate the audio on boop? Someone here knows my other secret for what I like to bottom for. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh. So that so that's what my tag said, and then everybody else said, "Hi, my name is Axe, mm-hmm. and I will top for." I actually, I was at this party, and I believe I said everything. Yeah. I said, I said I would bottom for everything. Yes, I believe. and uh, and so and that's what everybody did. Were you there? Yeah. Yeah, and what what did yours say? Um, it's been a long time. I don't remember. Uh, okay. Well, what if I gave you a tag right now? What would your tag say? I would bottom for. I, I guess I'd have to say the same thing. I'd yeah, everything. Bottom for just everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, it, but but that was fun. So everybody had a tag, and the rule was is that if someone asked you to play, anyone could ask anyone else to play, but they could only ask for what was on that person's tag. Yes. So, if you really wanted to be, if you really wanted to. Um, if, let's say, if I really wanted to be flogged, I couldn't ask you because you didn't have it on your list, right? Exactly. In this example. However... Or if you wanted to be spanked is a better example. Right, right. If I want to be spanked, it wouldn't be on my list. However, if spanking is on my list, then you could say, the workaround is you could say, uh, I would like to, I spank, would like to you. spank you. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So you could only ask for what was on somebody's card. And once asked, you had to say yes at least once mm-hmm. to that person. And, um, and once you said yes... You only had to play with that person for 10 minutes. And I the, thought it was five, but maybe it's 10. It was five or 10. It yeah. was a very short amount of time. But it was long enough that you could you know, get whatever it is done, done. You'd have 10 minutes of play. Yeah. And then it wouldn't be and, awkward because you could right. say, okay, this is 10 right. minutes. Right, and, and at the end of 10 minutes, you go, okay, that was great. Or if you wanted to keep going, yeah. then you'd be like, hey, let's keep going. But we should say that you invited. you only invited people who you knew would... Be happy with whatever. I mean, you yes. Well, every everyone coming to the party knew that those are the parameters. I I explicitly said, "Hey, this is a tag party. You are coming. This is a play party. Most importantly, everyone is expected to play. You and, must say yes. You must say yes for ten minutes, but only to the things that you yourself have said explicitly you want to do." And you, I have to say, this was one of the only parties I've ever been to where everyone played. Everyone. In played. fact, it is the only party I've ever been to where everyone played. Not only that, it was one of the first. Even though I've been to tons of play parties, 
this was the one where I, re- I remember thinking, wow, I actually went to a play party and I played twice, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because uh, someone tied me up and then you whipped me, you know. I did. It was really a lot of fun. And because this was happening, it was very casual, very fun. No, no, but no, it was so much fun and because... Um, because there was no pressure. Exactly. You know? There's no pressure. And you never had to worry that you were going up to someone and asking them for something that they didn't want to do. Because it was on their card mm-hmm. that they wanted to do it. Isn't it crazy that <clears throat> here we are, you know, we are adults. Okay. We're, we're adults, and yet we're still in junior high, sitting across the dance floor, wanting to talk to the girls on the other side. I don't, I don't think that it's necessarily that we're grown-ups, but we, don't, but we still act like high school kids. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually that, particularly in this, we just want to be sure. And I had, this, I had a conversation with someone at Shabari Khan earlier this year who was going through Shabari Khan um, flagging with uh, the handkerchiefs. Mm-hmm. And... When I asked him about it, he said that he was flagging because it's just like people just want to know what to expect. They want to know what they're getting. Flagging is like a code, into. depending yeah. on what the color is and what the whatever. Right, and which tells, pocket it is. Yeah, it t- right. tells people, oh, if you've got it in the lower right-hand corner, you're into, you're, you're, a, you're, a, you're a bottom. If it's in the lower right-hand corner, you're a tax attorney. or something. I mean, I don't yeah. know what it is, but there's something, there's something specific <laughs> right. for every... Right. Yeah. So every color has a particular activity associated with it, and the placement says whether or not you are you prefer to give or receive, mm-hmm. prefer to top or bottom in that activity. Right. So, so his argument for wearing it was saying that everyone had this perception of him as being some masculine top, but he said, "I really like to get fucked mm-hmm. and hard," mm-hmm. and so. I'm just letting everybody know that so that that way they don't make assumptions based on how I look or what they think they know about me. Mm-hmm. And and I said, you know, that's exactly right. Like, say what you want and you just might get it. Well, thank you again, by the way, for that party. I hope you have another one because it was so much fun. I want to have another tag party. It's just I have to wait until the heat subsides. Yeah. But I wrote a, I did actually write about the tag party on my blog. I think it's um, it, it has a name. I forget what it's called. I think it's a... Uh, oh, So I Have This Fantasy Yeah, is the name of the post. Yeah. In fact, it was... Well, now that we've talked about the blog, TroyOrleans.com. Yes. It's real websites, and it, you can see photos, and you can see some really cool stuff. You can't see photos unless you've played with me before. Well, there, no, no. There, you you, you, you can see photos of, of some things ga- you do. Well, yeah, but, but my not, gallery is private. Yeah. But no, you can see photos of... of some okay. of the things you've done. Sure. But also your blog, which I, I think, as, as awesome as the photos are, your blog is really... Because I read your blog before I met you, mm-hmm. and I just remember being intimidated by you, by your blog, not because you sounded all, you know, you know, whatever. I don't even know what that means, but you didn't sound that way. <laughs> Classy? You, you sounded... class. Damn it, you beat me to the joke. You sounded... You sounded intimidating, intimidatingly... Um, smart and I remember thinking out of my league conversationally when we were going to meet but that being said this is a prime example you used a phrase um, I actually wrote it down as soon as I read it oh yes used a phrase that I was like wow that is really really I've never heard it explained this way but this is exactly what it is you do you you have any idea what I'm about to say reciprocal energy loop yes 
reciprocal energy loop. Which, yes. Um, <laughs> oh, what? Hold on. Is that yours? Is that no. his? Well, your, your phrase, but my. I phrased it, but it was, but it was his idea. And this I is one came... of our studio audience members. Right. So I. So this... the geesh guy, the guy, the guy who invented right. the tag. Yeah. Yes. So Not the geesh, uh... the tag. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So we had played a couple of times before, and one of the things that I loved about our whenever we played together was that we had this like crazy play chemistry. Yeah. And, um, and I had. I'd always talked about this idea of putting energy in, but also like with everybody that I play with, I always try to say, I love responsiveness, but it's not that you have to go, oh, oh, yes, more, mm, Mm -hmm. ow, no. It's not that it has to be verbal, but I just like, whatever it is that I'm doing to you, if you love it, just inside yourself, just say yes. Mm, I love this. Yeah. Because... Even though you're not necessarily articulating it, I feel it. And then, so as I'm putting energy into you, you're sending it back to me with this, mm, yes, I love this. And that feeds me and makes me put more into you. And so, Submission here was the person who, that's his Twitter name. Submission. Yeah, Submission on Twitter. Um, <laughs> Troy Orleans on Twitter. Troy Orleans on Twitter and sub underscore mission on Twitter. That's right. So uh, Submission here was the person who um, who really helped me articulate that because I could experience it very concretely and he knew what I was talking about um, because he'd had enough experience in play to understand that. And so it was this really sort of wonderful moment for me to go ah you get it and you know and, and it gets i mean he's talked about it being a little bit um what's the word he crunchy had? no 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 not crunchy when you said it's uh like manipulative um oh well from a perspective that yeah i'm 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 energetically seducing you in a way exactly and, well <laughs> and here's the, and, and, okay and maybe I'm playing with you in a way i'm because when I'm when we're playing that way, I project. I am in complete. I'm completely immobilized. I'm sensory de- deprived, and you think that I am just helpless. And in fact, I'm breaking through all of that and uh, pushing an energy into you and starting at your spine and tickling you all the way up. And you know that's what I at least the way I visualize it. But I know mm-hmm. it, it's whatever it is is, is feelable. But there's something about your energy too, that you can you can sense this in people maybe it's specific people I don't know but at the same time it also can be a bad thing this, this sensitivity of yours because there have been times when you've we've been chatting or on the phone or in person or something like when you've said oh I just had the you, horrible someone who just didn't give any energy whatsoever yeah. and it becomes a, I think you call a them drain. energy drains it's yeah. an energy suck energy suck you said it, this, this person I was playing with is such an energy suck and it, it's Talking to you afterwards, it's almost you wish you you would would have rather have not played than even it's hard. played the person. So describe energy suck. I think that some people are so hungry for connection, are so hungry for someone who embraces this and who understands this about them, and are so happy to find someone who does that they become really absorbed in that experience Mm -hmm. that all they do is they just like greedily take it all in but they don't give anything back Mm -hmm. and so there i am just like a pitcher just pouring into them 
but there's nothing replenishing me mm-hmm. at all. And uh, and it's hard. I mean, like one of the things I I talk about a lot in my play about the idea of of particularly in corporal, but also in bondage. But it's there. It's two slightly different headspaces. But in corporal, in particular, there's something that I say. It's like it's called. I have to tap in, and when I tap into you, you know this from playing with me. Like I will always put my forehead between your shoulder blades before we start to play, mm. and I kind of run my hands up and down your body. I can't explain it. I sometimes I hate talking about this stuff because it sounds so woo woo, and I am such a pragmatist. And I'm a practical person, and... And she smokes scorpion venom right beforehand, too. <laughs> I do a little, a little dance with some feathers, and... Um, That's my job. <laughs> and... But it's true. It's like when I, when I put my forehead between your shoulder blades and just breathe with you for a little bit, it's like I... Um, you know, in Harry Potter, they talk about the pensive... And those threads from the pensive come and kind of connect with you, and that's how you take your memories out or your thoughts, those okay. little silver threads that come out. That's what I feel like I have, these silver threads that are connecting me to you. And so it's like I just know. And if I can let go of some of my conscious mind, and corporal, I'm a lot better to do that because unlike bondage where there's, you know, there's a little bit more risk, mm-hmm. um, if I can let go of my conscious mind, it's like I can read your mind. It's like your body just tells me exactly what it wants and exactly what it needs, and that's what I do. And I can't explain it any other way. That's really beautiful. <laughs> it is. It's really beautiful. Look at the getting all worked up just even this. It's really sweet. Well, but it's it's you know like. And, but the uh, but you should say that the energy suck would be. The energy suck is when I tap into you and you don't, you don't, it's like... There's no connection. You don't even try to speak to me. Yeah. You don't try to tell me anything. It's just, no, just give it to me. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Just give it to me. And you, there's no, there's no commune. I'm laughing because there's so many great clips I can use out of context here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for recording with me. It was very nice to record with you for the first time ever. <laughs> You know, I have this crazy feeling of deja vu. Yeah. <laughs> it's deja vu all over again. <laughs> but you're on Twitter. I am on Twitter. I'm on Twitter as Troy Orleans. And my website is www.troyorleans, like the city, dot com. And um, I'm also here you're with here. you yes. on Massacast. That's right. And where else am I? Oh, and I have my blog, which is also, it's on Troy it's Orleans, on Troy my Orleans blog. Well. It's uh, troyorleans.com forward slash Read and you're on FetLife, but you won't say the username. No, no, no. Although, if you type in, if you type your, if you change your name or profile to have anything to do with Scrabble, she'll find you. So exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks again to Troy, and definitely read her blog. She's got some pretty awesome stuff there. More episodes on the way. Email me massivecast.gmail.com for any suggestions or comments, and you can also go to the website massivecast.com. We'll talk to you later. Bye bye.